Awakening Definitive MS Leather Light in Utah. It's not just for Mormons anymore. <laughs> BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Dot com. And you can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn as well as Kinkstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Here, if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right about now. It's probably a good idea. Hi, right Dawn. About now. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we do have a, a question of the day. Once more, a little bit of leather, as well as the uh, talking somewhat about MS, the definition of MS from mm-hmm. a, um, a guide to the personal definition uh, for yourself. It's not a general MS definition, but right. what, are my, what are the traits of a D type? What are the traits of an S type? And how can I tell, looking at them across the room, which are which? Oh, that's actually an interesting way to put that mm, because yeah. when you you and I first got into the community and we went to our first NLA <laughs> meeting, people were actually surprised to find out that I was the submissive and you were the dominant. And Some people were surprised, yes. Well, it's because, and I've seen that happen before, where some people are surprised, like, oh, you're the submissive? Because us submissives like to take care of our dominance. So when I went in there first, it was because you had told me to go in there first and find us a spot. Mm-hmm. So I had gone in there, found a spot, and then when you came in, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know if I padded the couch or, you know, what. I don't know that I said, sir, I have found a s- space. I don't know if, because we were just into it. I don't know that I was using even sir in public yet. We were still very brand new. Mm-hmm. And um, so it probably looked like I was being kind of bossy and the leader. And by nature, you were kind of a bossy person. Just yes. not with me. Right. So had somebody who, this particular person who said that, uh, knew you from the work environment, mm-hmm. so it would, and you're a natural leader, so I could see why they would say that. So yeah, yeah. we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> I um, thought it was going to get me in trouble, like oh shit, <laughs> how are people looking at this? <laughs> uh, you know, even back then, I don't recall being particularly stuck on my ego. Right. So I didn't take it as a challenge or anything weird like that. Right. So which was a good thing because we went through some trials trying to figure all that out. Sure. A little bit. A little bit. And we'll talk about that in a moment. We are going to start off with this question of the day. We've talked on about leather many times on the podcast. Uh, This particular question of the day, we're not going to go into what is leather and all that kind of stuff. But the question of the day goes on to say, uh, I want to learn more about the leather culture and the history of leather. And because it's such a well-written question of the day, I'm going to dig into it a little bit. Good. Amazon just wants to sell me books about leather upholstery. Well, that's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) It's difficult to know in terms of a website because anyone can make a website and post anything. Very true. Just because somebody posted on the internet doesn't make it true. How do you know if you're leather? The more I hear you guys talk about it, the more I might be. Uh, They go on to say, what are some of the titles people go by? Uh, I will knock that out quickly. It is true that some um, master is a gender neutral term in the leather community. So if you're Mm -hmm. leading a power exchange relationship, you are a master... Uh, if you're female, you can. We have we know mistresses as well. Uh, one of the more interesting things about the uh, MS community is that you may actually have a earned title, which is mm-hmm. something we don't see in the uh, kink community. 
Right. I know a lot in the leather community, um, there was someone that was um, volunteering for us at PXS. And I went to address him and I said, oh, should I be saying master, blah, blah, blah? And he said, no, I haven't been covered. Hmm. So I was to call him sir, not master and his name. Yeah, interesting. So I've, and since then, I've had another person tell me mm-hmm. that. So, so that's very he much goes a... by sir, and I'm like, oh, should I call you master, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah? And he's like, no, I have not been covered. Yeah, that's very much a leathery thing. Yes, they want to earn their title. They don't want to just announce it and it be so. So it's very, um, I don't know, they don't feel entitled to it. They want to earn it. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, so the actual question of the day is how do I know if I'm leather? Right. And our, uh, the writer of this um, question of the day who by the way is going to soon be reviewing our book and such on their blog and uh so we'll be say nice things about them now no <laughs> the answer really is to me is the only way you're going to find out if your leather is go go to a leather event right and you're going to see what the difference is you're not going to see the differences by any website now if you want to read a book just to get yourself going on it i'm going to re- i would recommend uh, Life, Leather, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Right. There are some other books out there that other people would recommend, but and good books. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is more about leather as the lifestyle culture than it is about the hot sex part of it. Or Yeah, it does cover a little bit of history of it, too. But it, mm-hmm. co- it covers culture. It covers um, some protocols, though you have to remember that protocols are regional and aren't going to get you through every event that you go to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or every experience that you go through. So That being said, come out to a leather event. Like mm-hmm. GLA, GLA is the one that we often talk about because that's where we have our title. And that's one we go to most often. Uh, whatever region you're in, there's going to be there's a three-day regional mm-hmm. leather event for you to go to. Or even the international one. So the one that we're going to in March is... Um, International Master Slave Conference, South Plains? South Plains, yes. In the Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. We'll be presenting there. Looking forward to that. So, absolutely. But really, you're just not going to get the feel for what the difference is until you're there, feeling the energy in the community there. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we're not saying that the kink community is bad or anything or better than or worse than, but it is a different experience. And the only way you're going to dig that experience is go check it out. Yep, absolutely. So now I'll have some people say that, um, and we, we would say this as well at the beginning, is that to us, leather felt like community. So people get to know each other, people look out for each other, you know, things like that. Some will argue that the kink community is getting that way too. The kink community is getting pretty stable when it's getting mm, that way. It aspects of it are. Right. Aspects of it are. It doesn't have the history that the leather community has. So, you know, the leather community has, like, a begin time and Mm -hmm. what is it based on and where does it get the hanky code and, you know, where do some of the protocols come from and expectations and things like that. So it does have some history. But but the kink community has history as well. The difference is the kink community has a a history, like you would say, oh, it started here and then this happened and this happened. The leather community has tradition. That's true. history is part of a tradition where the history for the kink community is just it's just a timeline of events mm-hmm. um the only other thing i would say about that is oh the one of the big differences in the leather community versus the kink community is if you're gay mm-hmm. you're going to find a lot more people to play with that if you're looking to play with gay people in the leather community period 
No ifs, ands, or buts. It is far more... And it's not to say that the kink community is not gay-friendly. It is. Mm-hmm. But it's the exception versus uh, the norm, right. which is in the leather community. Absolutely. Now, that's not to say if you're a het person, you won't be welcomed in the leather community. You absolutely will be. Uh, it's just you won't be... It's not like where we go to... M- any of the kink events, and we go to a shitload of kink we events. We do, we do, where, we do like to play. Um, most of the people are het people. At leather community, it's depending on the region, what event you're going to. It either might be highly uh, leaning more towards a gay event, or it could be a, a half. But it's just not a deal. You know, nobody cares. It's Mm-mm. not something that people look at. No, nope, not at all. Though I did just think of two other differences. Okay. So one is, as we were saying, tradition mm-hmm. with leather. They also believe in rites of passage. Mm-hmm. So the awarding of leather, gifted leather, you know, things like that, handing down leather when someone's passed on. So mm-hmm. very much the rites of passage, like we were talking about with the covering of masters. And I will go, and I will say some people, <clears throat> not everybody's digging that. That's true. But, That's it is, true. but you can find it in leather where you can't, you don't find it in kink land. So, and another one is alcohol. There seems to be more alcohol in the leather community. And it could be because it started in bars. There's a little bit of alcohol in the kink communities, but you won't usually find yeah, them at the events. I would. I certainly agree. It's much more prevalent. It is mm-hmm. part of the culture in Leatherland, where yeah. it is not part of the culture in Kinkland. Right. You may or may not find a bar in your dungeon. Chicago, yes. Yep. Columbus, no. Uh, at St. a leather Louis. event? No, no, I'm just saying in, the, in your normal kink of it, you may or may not find alcohol. But the one in Chicago had leather people running it to start with. Yes. So yeah, but we could, it was more leather. It used to have the the men only dungeon and the women only not, dungeon. It's not necessarily that way anymore. It's my non no, memory, not and still alcohol is part of it. That's true. But it's not a centerpiece like it is in Leatherland. Mm. It's they have a bar. Right. It's much like Beyond the Love. Our poly event has nothing to do with alcohol. But there is a bar. If you want to go get a drink, go get in a the drink. hotel, right? Yeah. And you're allowed to bring it into the space. And where, we, but we don't have a party or anything. We're in Leatherland. It's much more here. I'm going to sell you a shot. Right. Right. Uh, oh yeah, they have so, fun with that too. The absolutely. Jello shots and stuff. That's yeah. part of their. Cha- that's part of how they. That's part of how they raise money for charity, which mm-hmm. seems to be a big thing in Leatherland too. Yeah, absolutely. That is. Boy, this ends up being a longer. Question I know. So we go back to how do I know if I'm leather? You know by you go. You don't, it's not from a website. Now, Leatherati is the website you can go to if you want a, a good uh, leather website that it's actually based on real people and real events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned a book. And then write us and say, hey, guys, what, what's the next event you will be at? And we'll be happy to be there with oh, you. Oh, absolutely. And, so, and I'm hoping but, that this person who I don't know if we have her permission to use her name um, or their name, I should say. Uh, I hope that they do reach out and say, I want to attend an event. Well, I got, I got a question for you real quick then, though. And you're right. This is turning out longer than what we thought with the question of the day. But I know why I think I'm leather. Why do you think you're leather? Because you didn't start out that way. Someone had to convince you. Yeah. And, and it took me quite a while to, mm-hmm. um, to accept that. And for those people that do dig the whole leather thing, uh, we are uh, titled leather Owners, that means we've won a title in a leather contest. I'm a, a covered master, which means I've earned a leather, a, a master's cover. Um, I have presented uh, other people with leather, blah, blah, blah. I don't consider myself leather, and I don't not consider myself leather. Okay. 
it's not a question for me. It's not something I consider. It's like um, I do BDSM, but I don't know that I consider myself a kinkster. I guess maybe I do. Mm. Uh, labels are funny things, aren't they? They are. And you know, I've always had this really interesting thing with labels. Um, I guess, you know, if you were to just straight up ask her, do you consider yourself leather? Yes. Why? Don't know. Um, it's, uh, I'm as comfortable there as anywhere else, but I don't seek it out. So it's really interesting. Hmm. See, and I see when I'm in the leather environment, it really feels like home to me. Mm -hmm. I like the structure. I like the protocol. I like knowing what the expectations are. But I'm also a kinkster. I fit in very well in a kinkster environment, too, though I do like to sit at your feet in a kink environment, which people that don't know power exchange, it kind of confuses them. Yeah, we've done the formal dinners at kink events. Right, right. And and I certainly know that um, I would guess strongly that slave bat prefers the leather mm-hmm. community, but we don't get involved in it that much here in Columbus. Right. We've, we did for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been and judges. Just, and, and, and I don't know why we're not involved in the local leather community, probably because it all meets at bars and that's just not my dig. Right. Right. Yeah. When you're dry, it, it's kind of hard to meet in bars sometimes. And there used to be smoky bars. So, and as someone that doesn't smoke or drink, you know, it's okay. So what else do you do? Right. But, um, so, well, let me ask you that then. Why aren't we, Long ass question of the day. Why aren't we more involved in the local leather scene? At the moment, for me, mm-hmm. time. So, I mean, it very much is time. We don't even go to munches at this point. Right. So, are we really part of the kink scene? Only because we ran the room and we were there when people met at our space. So, we don't do the munches. We don't do the bowling. We don't do the kinky That's karaoke. We don't do the meet and greets. We don't do the, you know, we do the parties when we're in town. So, like I said, the only reason I feel like I'm part of the community is because I ran the space where the community met. You know, I think part of the reason I don't attend a lot of the leather stuff here in Columbus is the same reason I don't go to Club Diversity. Club Diversity is, our lo- is one of the many local mm-hmm. gay bars here in <clears throat> town. Right. right? Um, there's a thousand bars I can go to where it's intended for your het audience. Right. So why do I need to infringe on the gay bar? Yep. There's some people in our, leather, in our local community that took a look at the king community and for whatever reason decided that they're more at home with the leather community. Mm-hmm. Who am I to infringe on their choice? Right. Uh, I don't know how legit that is as well, but part of it is that, you know, I've got... I don't know. I don't. I don't need to infringe myself in other people's space. Right. I get that totally. The but first it's our time, space too, so it's very interesting. Right, it's very right. weird. The first time I walked into Exiles, I was like, "Oh no, I'm the only female here. I don't want to infringe on their space." And everybody was just so welcoming. They didn't really give a rat's ass for yeah. the most part. About eighty yeah. percent. No, I, I, I clearly recalled way back in the beginning of our of our wandering into this alternative world the first time I did go to a gay bar. It did feel weird um, because it's been a, it was a brand new environment. It was. I remember I had to stand guard. I had to walk behind you and stand guard. I did not literally need you to stand no, guard. No, I know. I know. But it was kind of neat. It was a different experience. So, But you know what? We are actually leather at this point because we're part of the history. Oh, yeah. Because we've where we've won the title and everything, people have to remember our names when they learn the history for when they run for titles. So, so if I'm ever a judge, that's the question I'm going to – well, I've been a judge a few times. But right. if I'm ever a judge again at GLLA, that's the question I'm asking them. What Who year the did I win? Uh, 
Uh, so, other, so that is the long-winded, what we thought would be a que short question of the day. I do want to thank the following <laughs> new subscribers to the newsletter, which would include Downer for You from Oklahoma, which I might want to tow, Mr. Downer for You. I'm not positive that's the most upbeat Nick in the world. <laughs> and then we have Minitar. That's cute how they yes. spelled that. Minitar from Oshawa, Ontario. Which see, that's a nice upbeat Minitar. Look, like but it. we've got O O. We got Oklahoma and Oshawa, Ontario. Lots of O's. <laughs> oh, lots of O's. I yeah. like O's. <laughs> <laughs> These people are new subscribers to the Erotic Awakening Once in a While Sense newsletter. You can become a newsletter subscriber and have your name mocked or applauded <laughs> on the podcast by heading over to eroticawakening.com and scrolling down to the bottom. Or just sending us an email directly, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or you can use Facebook, where we are known as Erotic Awakening One Word. So, or FetLife. Erotic Awakening, two words. Other ways to contact us as well as where, where we will be presenting past podcast episodes. Link to the newsletter and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. Sweet. Guess what? Hmm. People are still sending me tentacle links. <laughs> and, well, now, and now that it's close to Christmas, they're sending me stuff that could be Christmas gifts. I am not planning on getting you any uh, tentacle stuff for Christmas. The exception would be if I got you anything for uh tentacle christmas it would be sasquatches nice in the octopus butt plug that they found on etsy on etsy and sent me a discount code <laughs> so i can get a discount code on etsy it's awesome so and then joy from prs you remember joy mm -hmm. she sent me links to cthulhu and teacups so she sent me and A the links because A likes teacups and I like Cthulhu. Right. <laughs> so now the weird thing is, though, is that you can't drink out of the teacups. So it's got like just art. It's just art. So, but that's okay. And then, um, oh, so Jay-Z sent me an email with links to tentacle jewelry. But the jewelry, we've seen this at some of the antique art shows right now where jewelry's made out of, like, forks. Uh -huh. Oh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, so this is, like, like the top of the fork. You, you can't see me draw this. But the top of the fork is kind of shaped like the top of an octopus. And then they, take the, they put um, two of them back to back. And then they twist the tines of the fork to look like octopus tentacles. So it's just really, really neat how they've done that. Neat. So it's like uh, brooches and rings and really cute stuff. Well, I guess I could get you that for Christmas. So very true, very true. Um, and then water flavor, no, Walter flavored. I know I was going to mess that up because <laughs> I try not to say water, but it's Walter flavored had sent me a picture or a little video of a knife wielding tentacle. It was a little tentacle out of a box and it had a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it was cute. <laughs> so, lots of tentacles. Well, guess who sent me food on boobs? <gasps> who? Absolutely nobody. Aww. Anyway, um, Onward Ho, uh, I do want you to, oh, listeners, I want you to, um, and before we get into our actual topic, I do want to mention that you need to go over to the following website, nlautah.org. Find the 2016 retreat. I'll Ooh. wait. Do, 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 do. <laughs> when you find that website, you will find that this, uh, they're having an event. A, it's, a, it's not an event. It's a retreat out there in the Utah. By day, you can enjoy classes customized to you, a dry sauna, pool, games, hot tub, and more. 
Uh, you can even sketch your play scenes on the drafting table or enjoy the view of the from a crow's nest. Wander in the wood, swing out over the lake, and by night, party in the unique atmosphere where you can play out all your fantasies. So here's the dealio with this thing. It is a, um, you and I are presenting there, by the way. I know, I know. I just I know, requested right? my time off at work today. I'm looking at their website now. It's very exciting. And they were like, you don't have enough time. I'm like, I will take it unpaid. <laughs> Uh, uh, did you? Oh, well, no, I did. I did. <laughs> By night, you'll find a uh, unique atmosphere to play out your fantasies, as I said, in this all inclusive, every meal, every party, every class, every amenity. Amenity. <laughs> is covered. You are on the VIP list. Dan and Dawn from the Erotic Awakening Podcast. Uh, Podcast will be <laughs> there with you the whole way as we help you uh, unwind and wind up for the Weekend Intensive Retreat 2016. Wanna... I'm really excited by this. This is something we've not uh, done anything quite like this. No. The, so the intent is uh, to have this, this weekend um, where they've taken care of everything. Mm-hmm. There's room for vanilla play. There's room to relax and enjoy yourself. And there's room to get your kink on as well. What's vanilla play? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, wait a minute now. <laughs> What's vanilla play? Yes, Let's see your left here. Oh, all the box, all the board games. Yeah, see that stack of Dominion there? Yes. And uh, Betrayal at House of the So Hill. what are we taking with us? Uh, we're taking a good couple of those. In um, our suitcase. <laughs> in our suitcase. Um... Along with us, also Lord Mike Mikkel and Lady Moonfire, who are best known for, for... things beyond what I'm going to say. But I'm going to say they're best known for that. Uh, they are the musicians that provide the music at the end of the Erotic Awakening podcast. With the whip. Exactly. So, uh, As well as some other local Pocket Utah Universe. Concerns. Pocket Universe is the name of the band indeed. So I'm not going to tell you any more about it for now. It's really neat looking sort of thing. It's a couple hundred bucks if you buy it now. Uh, all the foods and lodging and all that that's jazz That's not is bad inclusive. when it's all the food. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that's covered. Uh, if you buy them now, it's uh, 250 Not bad. 250 Not bad at all. Go go get yourself a birthday present. and Christmas. Or Christmas, even. <laughs> it's somebody's <laughs> birthday, if you understand that religion. Um, <laughs> go buy yourself a birthday, a Christmas present. That took me a second. <laughs> and check it out. It's pretty well, that was kind of funny that, that it crashed right there. <laughs> Maybe we're making fun of the wrong prophet. Um, so go check it out. It's going to be really cool. It uh, should be pretty fun. And as you mentioned, it's near Saint Salt Lake City. <laughs> which if you're a fan of the Book of Mormon, that was pretty funny what we just did. So anything else that we need to talk about uh, before we get into this last little bit about our actual topic, which we haven't gotten around to yet? No, um, I just wanted to do the update of the space for people that are keeping um, track of that. So uh, still working on it, still hard work. We're still in the physical labor part. Uh, You and I went and scraped floors last night and breathed in a lot of dust. And (laughs) we got volunteers coming in to do some more scraping and priming and painting and all that good stuff. One of the first events will be held at the space Learn how to be a kink presenter again, mm-hmm. presented by you and I. Yes, um, as we are now international presenters, mm-hmm. and yes, from Ontario to Utah, from Ontario to Utah and to Boston, down to Fort Lauderdale. We've been cross country, yeah. So and uh, yeah, and we're going to be teaching a class there at the space here, in right? Close but Ohio we're also. 
We're on the 19th, exactly. So December 19th. And we're also teaching it from the viewpoint of being producers, too. Yes. So we've done four, five, six, seven events now, seven large events now. So, And um, there are ways, as a presenter, there are some tricks to the trade about how to get invited back yes. to present again. Absolutely. <laughs> and another uh, trick might be uh, if you are ever wanting to try and get into one of the uh, AIS mega events like Winter mm-hmm. Wickedness, maybe you want to get in as a presenter and Barak and Sheba don't have a clue who you are. Well, this is this your opportunity to uh, express yourself in front of them as a captured audience. Exactly, because they will be there as well helping us out. Find out more at columbusspace.com on that. That's not where I was going with that, though. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. Well, let's get into our question of the day then. Uh, I'm sorry, our actual topic of the day, which really probably will not be the longest topic of the world. So, <laughs> Dawn, you've walked into a munch, yes. and you're standing there, and you look around, and how do you know the uh, submissives and the slaves from the masters and the dominants? Is there, well, let's just start with that. Sometimes it's hard to tell because, like I said, our first experience with the meeting, people couldn't tell because, right. you know, they, had, they didn't know who had given that I was following an order, you know, instead of being the leader. But um, I can't remember the name of that place that much was held at, if you're thinking of the, the first mm. moral much. That was a a New York, yeah, that was an Italian restaurant, but there was also an NLA meeting at Stonewall where I'd gone in and found us a couch to sit on, so, or something like that. But yeah, there was also the first moral munch at the, oh, I forget what it was called, but it's not there anymore, so now it's a Chinese restaurant. And, um, but how do I know when I look in a munch? Usually the only clue I have is if someone's in high protocol or wearing a collar. Mm-hmm. And if they're in high protocol, they're usually quiet or listening. But see, that's not always the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or if they're wearing a collar, that's not always the case. Some people wear it for fashion or because they think it's the right thing to do, not because they're owned. But, um, I mean, there are some traits that I pick up on sometimes. I was at a AIS party at a swing club. And I was there with my vanilla boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I went downstairs where they were serving food. It was just snacks and stuff. And I went down there, and there was someone that had a plate, and she was delicately putting stuff on the plate. And I noticed her tattoo, and I started talking to her, mm-hmm. right? And then she said, um, excuse me, I would like to finish this conversation, but I need to, I'm on an errand, and I need to get this plate to my sir. So, so that's to, very obvious. So <clears throat> being in service, I guess, is a giveaway. Trait. Being in service is a giveaway trade, obviously. And, and you could say, if you're in a kink-friendly or power exchange-friendly place, then wearing a collar is a pretty big giveaway. Pretty big giveaway, as long as they're not wearing it for fashion. Yeah, but I can't tell you any male types that wear a collar for fashion. Uh, same swing club. Okay. I had um, a female dominant come to me and said, you know... Uh, the boy I'm playing with tonight really likes the idea of a collar. I'm going to have a collar on him for play. Is that going to offend you? Uh-huh. As if, as a leather person, that was going to offend me for some reason, okay. right? So, you know, kudos or, or uh, whatever, you know. Obviously, it's not going to offend me. I, I could really care less. So, but are there, so let's get away from the, the, the clothing thing. I mean, obviously, if you don't know, you just go ask somebody. Mm-hmm. But are there, but the actual uh, topic then, are there traits that say to you, so let's just start with just the, the, this side of the slash. Okay. If you're talking to someone or you're interacting with someone, is there traits that say submissive versus slave? 
I would like to say yes, but I'm also on the board of the submissive roundtable. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of submissives. There are outspoken submissives. There are quiet submissives. There are extroverts and introverts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, usually the trait I notice is they do tend to be more quiet and more listeners. Okay. But I know a lot of quiet dominance, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would say that um, I, would, I would have a challenge with that one. Um, let me turn it then. Dominance versus masters, any traits? Um, in in dom- g- dominance in general? Dominance and masters in general? Or are you switching it to dominance versus masters? Uh, dominance versus masters. Okay, because that's a little different. Two. That's a little different than walking into a munch and seeing if you can spot a dominant or master. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess we, we, we stay a little bit with submissives and slaves. I don't. I mean, See, here's the trick, right? You can call yourself anything you want. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that these are the actual the, the traits that I equate them with. So the one that came to my mind, right, is people that are involved in leadering, leadership in some way. Not necessarily leading groups, mm-hmm. but they're definitely leading their relationship. They're taking responsibility for the mm-hmm. relationship. Uh, those are people that I call masters right. versus dominance, which normally... Um, you can now. Uh, you, this is not the the play, but this is the life's the beyond play, right? Mm-hmm. Not just play. A dominant normally allows. A dominant normally simply wants what he wants. A master normally leads his slave into having his or her ability to provide what he wants. Mm-hmm. Dominance. Uh, hey, I'm a dominant. Go do the dishes. Right. Uh, a master more along the lines of. Uh, slave, you're going to go do the dishes, and I'm going to watch you do the dishes, and you're going to do them in a way that pleases me. And you're going to understand why you're doing the dishes, and you're going to understand why you do housework and why I don't do housework. Or if I do do housework, you're going to understand the housework I do. Um, it's more than just the action. It mm-hmm. is the training of the person. The action's a tool where the dominant just cares about the action. I totally agree with that. So, and... Um so, and submissive versus slave, right? Okay. Um, for me, and this is only because I had a um, switch click in my head, for me, a submissive decides to obey that order or not. A submissive decides to submit every time she's told to do something. And a slave just gets to the point where it's not a thought. This is what it is. You know, so for me, yeah. when people ask me um, things like, well, how do you turn it off and on so that you can go to a PTA meeting and be a mom? Mine never gets turned off. It's not a decision. It's mm-hmm. when I go to a PTA meeting, I am going as your slave, as my child's mother as well, but also as a reflection on you. And I'm always thinking, you know, what would master do in this situation what would master expect of me in this situation so i think that you know i would extend that perhaps to say then that leads me to wonder is a submissive 
primarily a submissive around their dominance, and when their dominance not around, they're not a submissive? It depends on the person. I know some people that have submissive personalities. Mm. So they're submissive regardless of who they're around. And see, and that's a completely different set of right. things as well, right? Being a submissive as in a lifestyle title versus just having a submissive personality. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to being a master, uh, I do consider Dan a master. But in general, I'm soft-spoken. In general, I'm a listener. In general, I don't feel the need to take over conversations or even be engaged in, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to sit there and listen to people. I don't feel the need to act necessarily until it's time to act. Right. And then I'll act. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt, though, when you do act, you know, who's the leader mm-hmm. in the relationship. So, I mean, when you just offhandedly tell me to go get you a glass of water, you know, it's like it's not even a question. That's that's what's going to happen. So and um, so there's there's no doubt. But yeah, I agree, uh, and I, and I think it's so. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, around bat, would you say I'm a master? Yes. Okay. Me too. Mm-hmm. What about Karen? Depends. To her, no. Right. If I'm in your presence, yes. So would you say then that I'm turning it off? No. I, th- I don't think you turn it off. I think even when you're around vanilla people or at work, Karen, whoever, I think in your heart you're still master to mm-hmm. me. Oh, I think in my heart I'm still master. Yes. It just, um, if I am at a guitar lesson, mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to grab the guitar away from the teacher and say, right. look, here's how you do it. I don't know how to teach. Right. You know, right. If I'm at a movie... Or taking an improv class, you know, I'm happy to learn. Right. I don't feel the need to take over. Um, In a meeting at work, if I'm not in charge of running the meeting, I'm happy to be a neutral participant. Mm -hmm. And neutral is not quite the correct term, but I'm neither leading or following. Uh, With most of my interactions with Karen, I'm neither leading or following. And most of the time, I'm okay with that. Sometimes it's frustrating Mm -hmm. because I don't particularly want to follow. Right. But I'm okay with following if you're willing to make a decision. If you won't make a decision, then I want then it gets frustrating. Right. Now, with Cat, who we don't talk about a lot on the podcast, but I found apparently I have a permission to say Cat. Um I know that I am the dominant. Mhm. But it only comes up when she when it gets pushed right um so i took her to lunch today and we were kind of making out a little bit and she started to like not let me kiss her like mm-hmm. you know a, uh, what do you call those people uh, Brat? brats yes and Which you know she is <laughs> yeah absolutely and that was okay for a little bit mm-hmm. until it wasn't okay anymore and then it wasn't okay mm-hmm. you know um so that's kind of a dance a little bit but it doesn't it's not really got nothing to do with being a master i'm not her master right that's um it's just a different, you know, so it's challenging if somebody were to see that and say, oh, I guess you're both switches. And no. Totally. In, oh. Right. I don't see that at all. I mean, that would be like, um, you know, me with, with Big D, right? Yeah. Big D is um, 
Big D is the dominant personality. Well, see, I got to see it gets it gets wonky because yeah. I'm a dominant personality as well. When it not with you, but in other areas of my life, I can be you know a dominant personality. Well, so can he. Now, when it comes to being around each other, mm-hmm. I don't serve him. He would look at me funny if I served him a glass of water or offered it or anything like that. You know, that's not our relationship. Now, in the bedroom, it mostly is. He is the dominant. Right. So, and very comfortable with that. So, which is good because I'm comfortable in the other role. So, you know, that works out very well for us. But he's not looking to be a master. He's not my dominant. But he can be dominant when we've agreed upon it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but I can, but he can look at me and tell me to do something and I can look at him and tell him no. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get in trouble right. because he's not my dominant. Right. So it feels kind of weird, but, but see, the, I can the, still do that. I think that where that comes from is the idea that I am, at least for me, mm-hmm. I am confident that at the core of who I am is in, you know, in just need a master. Mm-hmm. So for me to say, take my earned leather cover and set it aside for a moment and let Cat be bratty is okay. It doesn't challenge me in any, any way whatsoever. And I think that might be what, where you have a challenge is, you know, you don't like, to you it's disrespectful. To me, it's disrespectful. But to me, because I am, in, the, the reality is I am in control of that situation the whole way through. And I can only, and probably, since Karen doesn't listen to the podcast, I would lean towards saying I'm in charge of, yeah, I might have to play it. See, one of the, one of the, to me, one of the aspects is you know yourself well enough to say, all right, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. We're stopping this and we're going to do something else now. Right. Um, it's really interesting, actually. It gets a little complicated. So it gets a little complicated. And, and, and I know that um, it, can be, it can be challenging to if you don't know yourself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, again. Or if your ego is attached to it. Absolutely, right? Or if you're stuck with this. Yeah, exactly. You're stuck with this ego construct of who you are, mm-hmm. right? I would never, you know, again, uh, having... Uh, even even being involved with somebody like Kat, who we we primarily think of as a as a brat, or mm-hmm. s- definitely a switch. She's still a sweetheart, but she's a brat. Abs- <laughs> she's a sweetheart. <laughs> and a brat. I like the way you put that. Um, would not, you know, doesn't some masters would not allow themselves to be in that situation where there's somebody who's going to untie their shoelaces, so to speak. I don't know that you could do that full time, though. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. No, I think I need the the recharge of being in charge, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes the whole being a master sweeter. You know, it's again, it's our common. Um, I like, and and I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to be uh, cognizant to, that I'm not kissing and telling. Although I've <laughs> we kiss and tell a lot. Uh, <laughs> like I really that's part of the cost of being involved with one of us. Who, <laughs> You get kiss and told. Like, sorry. So, so there it is. Goes all the way back to our original question. How do I, you know, what are the characteristics of a master or a slave? Well, you're going to, it's going to take a while before you, you realize it. But I bet that they, I believe that the key is probably who are they at home? Right. Because we have met people that have a different face 
yeah. outside than inside. Hell, we've actually had someone recently say that they like our face on the outside and they don't know if they want to get to know us in yeah. case we're not the same Absolutely. when we're at home. Yep. So yep. I understand that. That could be disappointing if you have expectations of people and then they're, they're different at home. So How convenient would it be if everybody just did what we did? What did we do? Write a book. Write a book and yeah. throw it all out there and be on a podcast and yeah, throw no it all shot. out there. And, At 300 you know. episodes, you've talked about everything. <laughs> no one can love it. You know, yeah, it's kind of hard to make this stuff up on the fly. So, but, you know, well, I, I just, just to wrap that piece up, I guess, yeah. you know, I can be, I'm actually learning how to be in a relationship where I'm not slave, right? Because, well, I get so much from mine and your relationship that I could literally get lost in it. You know, I would be totally satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. So I have to learn how to be in a healthy other style of relationship. But I tried pure vanilla and couldn't do it. And I don't want to go back to the vanilla that I had before. So, you know, I've said it on here before. So the relationship that I've got with Big D is kind of a good balance. He knows I'm your slave. He has no interest in stepping on that at all. You know, he's got his own relationship, but he also likes to let out his dominant side. And he enjoys that I allow him to do that or trust him enough to do that. But he's had to earn that, too, just like you did. So Mm -hmm. and he's still earning it. Yeah. So but uh, but yeah. So and it does. It makes it makes what we have sweeter, too. It reminds me what we have. Mm -hmm. So. So how do you tell people in public if they're, yeah, like you said, see who they are at home? Yep. Read their book. <laughs> uh, Erotic Awakening is sponsored by Nobody. Oh, you could Nobody. Be, well, no, it's not. <laughs> that is true. Side note, by the way, uh, we did not do a, a, a uh, Black Friday or Cyber Monday sale. Uh, did you know Thanksgiving is a completely made-up holiday? Doesn't surprise me, but why do you say that? The because I've been listening to my other favorite podcast, the American Pie podcast. Ooh. The uh, Plymouth Rock is a illusion made up by a tourist bureau. They <gasps> There's never no rock. It. There may be a rock, but the, the pilgrims were never there. Um, they didn't land in Plymouth. There was no turkey. Say it isn't so. <laughs> they did not eat turkey. Um, what were some of the other stuff? And FDR actually created Thanksgiving at the. Uh, Beheads of retailers who needed something to do before Christmas. Really oh, interesting history. Oh, doesn't if you, surprise uh, look into me. It. There's uh, other aspects too that will bother you if you're bothered <laughs> by that kind of stuff. But anyway, all that leads me to tell you: go Christmas is a real holiday. Go Woo-hoo! to the Erotic Awakening Podcast um, <laughs> website and support the EA Podcast and buy yourself something. Visit the uh, home page of the podcast and scroll down to the very bottom where you find a banner for the stock room. The stock room is your one-stop shop for all BDSM, kink, and naughty products. Blah, blah, blah. I've put some stuff on my wish list there. Oh, have you? I well, should go, go put some more. You should. <laughs> Anything else? Not that I can think of, sir. Wow. Well, there you go. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.